0: Thanks to Manly Bands for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Manly Bands helps men find wedding bands that fit their personality and their budget with unique and stylish designs. To get 21% off your Manly Band for a limited time and get a free silicone ring, go to manlybands.com/applebits. And thanks also to Everlywell for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Take control of your health and well-being. Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com/applebits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's another Apple product pre-order weekend. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Some of you, I'm recording this before the actual 5 a.m. Pacific time Friday pre-order for the Apple Watch Series 7. So look, at this moment, all we know is what they told us at the keynote and that they start at $399 with very limited information on their website. Now, if you're listening to this afterwards, well, then you went through all those different machinations and figured out what you wanted to get. But uh, I'm gonna tell you, I think there's gonna be a lot of people that are like, mm, I'm good with what I got. I'm good. If you have, a, if you have an Apple Watch Series 3, this This thing is gonna change your life, okay, not that much, but it is a nice upgrade. So Friday it's happening. Um, I'm really curious. I'm still not sure how how excited the general audience is because we do know that Apple Watch in general has roughly around twenty five to thirty percent of iPhone owners own an Apple Watch, so there's still a lot of room to grow. but you know this upgrade for the Apple watch many. Apple Watch users have Series 3, quite honestly. They're still selling the Series 3. I think they're still selling the Series 3, the SE, and then this new Apple Watch Series 7. So I feel like most of the people buying this are gonna be people that upgrade from the Series 3, and then there'll be a small percentage that are new Apple Watch users, but that won't be the majority. Still still taking time to figure for people to figure it out, but Apple Watch season, it starts now. All right, well... We have all that. That's really kind of the official official news, but what I want to do in this episode is bring a special guest. I told you I'd bring someone to talk and kind of break down the iPad mini with me, kind of do a dual review. So I got my man Jaime Rivera from Pocket Now and we just go in on this thing. I think it's a lot of a lot of fun and I think a lot of just figuring out where this product actually fits and who it makes sense for. And is it a niche product? Do you think the iPad mini is niche? Well, we're going to talk all about that shortly. But first, we obviously have some orders of business. Be a part of the show. Call in. All you got to do is record a voice memo. Send it along to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. There's still plenty to talk about. Look, we're still expecting another October event. So more products are going to be coming out. But anything you want to talk about, iPhone, Apple Watch, iPad, AirPods, MacBook Pros, all you got to do is send it along to the Applebits show at gmail.com, AppleBits with a Z, and we'll put you in. It makes it fun. It just brings a lot of texture and flavor to the show. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can support all my content and this podcast. It starts at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee, the 10 the 25 and the $100 platinum Apple level. What you get, early access to content, rewards at every level, and a completely ad-free version of the show. You hear none of these ads. We just get right into it. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you do it. So thank you. Thank you so much for your support. All right, everybody, let's just get right into this. This is the iPad Mini in-depth dual review with my man, Jaime Rivera from Pocket Now. All right, everybody, special guest in the house because we're going to be talking iPad Mini, and I love the thoughts that he threw out there. A real one, Jaime Rivera from Pocket Now. Jaime, man, this is a long time coming in. Uh, you and I have known each other and been around the block for quite some time. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for hanging out, man.
1: Dude, thanks for the invite. Special invitation, That special guest. Are you kidding me? It's an honor for me to be here.
0: Oh, man, it's good. So, um, Jaime, you know what? I love for people that may not be familiar with your work, just for you to kind of tell them where they can find you and kind of stuff that you do here in this tech space.
1: No, Pocket Now. I've been there for like longer than we would all like to admit. <laughs> we're we're both old school, I guess, is the best way to put
0: it. We are old school, my friend. We've
1: been around. But yeah, no, I we review mobile technology, or at least that's how we started. But it's evolved into everything now that technology is pretty much everything. It's in, yeah, cars, it's amazing. It's in TVs, it's in the tempo that I'm reviewing back there. You know, it's it's everywhere.
0: Oh, dude. I'm hoping to get a tempo. I mean, you got we we gotta get swole, get this COVID weight off, right? Well, I'm waiting on you, man. <laughs> oh okay. Well, hey, if if I can land one, we'll start we'll start we'll start going at it, my man. So um, you know, we are here to kind of do a dual review iPad mini. Um, it's been out mm. now. Geez, time flies. Has been only out for a couple of weeks now? Is it is it two weeks? It two feels weeks, longer than much. that. Two it weeks, feels like yeah. time is zoomed by. So
1: okay, go ahead. You've had it for longer though. You've no. had it for like a, a little okay, longer. Two, I got weeks it on launch day.
0: Okay, fine. Two weeks and five days. Huh, Two weeks okay. and five days. Lucky so I have. Man. I I was lucky. You know what? I for some reason right now they like me, and that'll probably. F- after they watch this, that might change. No, I'm just no. Kidding. I
1: I I think that I think that you know one of the beautiful things of what we do is that we it's a balancing act where in the end you know companies want to portray their products, but at the same time they're also aware that their products are not necessarily perfect, and the only way for them to avoid feedback is for them to listen to it, and that's part of what this is, I think.
0: All right, man. So um, let's jump into this iPad mini. And, you know, I saw some of your tweets, but I would love, you know, let's just get right into it. Whatever comes to my, Oh, yeah. So you got the blue. You got the blue, maybe. You got so the blue I, this is actually
1: that? not the Apple case because I am an expert at losing the Apple pencil in airports. And so I like this like third party case that has a flap to hold it. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's just that's me. actually
0: really key. Like this thing's going to like ding off in a bag like, dude, easily. I.
1: And you don't get me wrong. Like the Apple Pencil Two is like one of my favorite gadgets of all time, and every artist that I know swears by it. But it's just, dude. Like every time I pull it out of the bag in the airport, which is literally every Sunday, I will lose one, and it's just too expensive.
0: <laughs> you don't want, you don't want to lose that thing. So you know, let's yeah. just jump into um, we'll kind of bounce around good things, bad things. I don't care. This is a free flowing combo between you and me. Uh, I'd love to hear. Maybe first of all, what did you like about it? <laughs> so here's the thing <laughs> he Ever, laughs it, first he laughs here's first. the thing
1: um i like for my review is still not live but uh, you know my editor is my older son and so i'm like i want you to go back to every single pocket now daily and i want you to look for every single moment where i said i can't wait for this ipad mini i have bear in mind when the first ipad mini came out i bought it when the second one came out i then wanted to buy it And then there's always been this thing about the iPad mini. It's always this like niche product in between. And so they launched the first mini, but then they launched the retina iPad, if you remember. And so they literally killed the mini right there because the price difference was really not substantial. Um, Then they launched the second generation, but then they started launching like the iPad Air and so many other products that were like in line. Then they came up with the pencil on the pro lineup and the mini then started like getting forgotten. And then we've seen that fourth generation iPad mini like there forever. And so I was like, this is finally the mini that I've always wanted. It's mm. got the iPad or design, it's got that uh, touch ID on the power button, which I love. It's going to have Apple Pencil support. I here's the thing like, for me, my iPad is this is a product I use every day. Like, I have been an iPad user since the pro became a thing because for me, Microsoft OneNote is like my shot list. So I will write my script down. And then as I'm filming the clips for my video, I will highlight absolutely everything. I'll doodle my notes. I, for me, I, dude, I even went through college with an iPad pro as I would go through my economics classes. And they're like, wow, that's like, how can you like write down everything, graph, everything, copy everything. So I am an avid iPad user. And then they launch this thing and then, you know, Glory, everything was great. I go to pick it up. Glory, glory, hallelujah, baby. amazing, hallelujah. And then I turn (laughs) it on. And then I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, Why? I'm like, okay, engineers, like, why did you port the iPad Pro home screen exactly as it is into this tablet? That is not a good idea. Assume the iPad Pro user interface on an iPhone. Like... It, that just won't make sense. Like the iPhone is a completely different animal where the widgets are completely adapted differently. And so like I'm I'm trying to understand like why is there padding on the sides?
0: Yep, I was going to say the proportions of the layout of the OS. You know, when I first sat, I was like, you love everything about it. And, you know, the biggest thing, kind of the, I guess you would say the usability of the UI, the UX, yeah. the user experience. You're like, there is so much wasted space here. Exactly. Like the icons need to be bigger too. They need exactly. to be bigger.
1: And you can make the icons bigger, but you can't make the widgets mm-hmm. bigger. And here, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, here's yeah, yeah, a yeah, man yeah. who goes to Warby Parker every year. Like, I need reading glasses, and I don't need my iPad to remind me that I need them, which is not a problem on the iPhone. And so it, it's a couple of things. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but this is the on- this is not 16 by 9, but it's 3 by 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the only iPad with that form factor. In the past, it was 4 by 3. And then they swapped to like a 20 by, I don't know what metric with the other iPads. And so this is the only one that's 3 by 2. So it's close to 16 by 9, which means that if you hold it, like one of the major updates with, I think it was like iOS which, which was it, I, iOS 13 was that you can add unlimited apps to the dock, mm-hmm. but then if you use it in vertical, the icons become so, so small that you can't touch them. So this is the iPad for you to use in landscape. But then when you use it in landscape and you wanna pull out the keyboard, the keyboard takes up nearly the entire screen because it's again, thought for the pros and for the 9.7 Air, not for this tablet. And so I'm like, okay, no. I understand Apple's need for uniformity. I could understand that. But for a regular consumer, a regular consumer is not going to go buy an Air and a Mini. They're just going to go buy one tablet and they want to pick the right one. And so for the consumer, it doesn't really matter that you know Apple engineers want uniformity across their user interfaces for the iPad. All they care about is that their iPad, whichever one they bought, was designed accordingly to what their needs are. And so I'm like, wow, I can't read these widgets. Like, I, I just, I can't. Like, I literally have to, like, stretch back. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know, iPad. I know I'm 40. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. That, dude. Like, like for me, it's just that. Like, from a hardware perspective, I adore this thing. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect feel. It, It just feels so light. It's just so comfortable to carry. But then every time that I turn it on, the moment that I land into the home screen, I'm like, "What's my next appointment? Crap. Okay, like, and I start doing that, <laughs> and I'm like, no, like, it, it just makes me like, it. It doesn't make me feel comfortable. I guess is the way to yeah. say it. So you, you've got hardware that makes it feel comfortable, but you've got software
0: that does not. Yeah, and I, th- I think you know, you make a great point. This is what's funny, I. You know, um, Jaime. If you remember, I asked, uh, "What did you like about it?" And then <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me get in. But this is this is exactly why this is important. It does so many things, amazing, right? We tend to actually not even first of all, right? When we see something we love, it we don't talk about what's great about it. We talk oh, about course. like what bothers me. But this is to your point. This is a fundamental everyday thing that we experience. You know, with the widgets being with the widgets being what they are, it's. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we gave you these small widgets, you know, known to man. And even, you know, even when you <laughs> swipe over, they're still small. Like they're not, yeah. full, to your point, they've been just basically ported over from right. the larger iPads and right. brought here. And I think why maybe it hasn't affected me as much is because I rarely, I rarely use, for whatever reason, I rarely use the widgets on the iPad. I tend to kind of like to get rid of them. Even though I wanted them at first, but to your point, because I haven't, I've kind of chosen to be an old school style user and this comes down to every user. Mm -hmm. It maybe hasn't hit me as hard, but you know, this iPad mini is still set up with the widgets and I've never, (laughs) I've never interacted with them because (laughs) to your point, like, yeah, my, my notes here, I mean, they're too, they're too small. You, I don't, don't care who you are. You, you can take yourself. Like, yo, I'm, no yo I'm 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 a forty. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to talk about that. <laughs> but um, you know, you, you did touch upon a point about how this thing was made for landscape mode, and one of the things that stuck out to me right away. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but the volume button placement. Okay, oh, I
1: actually I actually don't mind that.
0: Oh, you I, don't? I,
1: this I is don't. Great. It took me like about a day to figure out <laughs> that they actually change depending on the orientation. And so if you flip it over completely, it'll it'll turn into whatever Korean. I think that's smart. I prefer that over the Nintendo Switch approach and I- I think Ninten- Nintendo is at fault for making that sort of design choice normal, I guess it is. And, you know, I, I don't mind the 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 approach because I feel where else was Apple going to place them? Like, if you look at the flap for the, you know, for the smart cover, there was just... I think that there are certain things that Apple did well. Like, I think that the placement is fine. I think that, for example, I, have you noticed that these smart covers are much thinner?
0: I didn't, re- you know, I didn't really think think of that or consider that dramatically
1: thinner than the previous ones yes and so this is the other reason why i was using third-party smart covers because apples were just so thick dude it just were they were they thick
0: with uh three c's of course my friend
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's just the problem is like i remember when i got the first ipad pro the 11 inch i love that thing but then i i was like why are these covers so thick it just i used to love the old uh ipad to smart covers super you know, that, super minimalist super yeah that minimalist. magnetic thing and so it turned yeah. it like into a notepad and yeah. it felt just so perfect like i think that if i had to narrow down like what are the best inventions in design that apple has ever made <laughs> i would say that smart cover is one of them slinging but then on they, the top yeah but then when they made this like back flap i'm like I don't really need to protect the aluminum. I don't care about it. if it scratches up, I'll just put a skin on it or whatever. I really just want to cover the the screen, but I still want Mm. the functionality and the prop motion. And so that's one thing that they got well with this iPad, you know, thinner, thinners, um, thinner covers. I love touch ID on the power button. Oh, come on.
0: That's beautiful. They they need this. We come on. Look, okay. Sorry to interrupt you. First thing, just for people, because some people may not, I mean, a lot of people know about this, but initially for for historically, the, the volume buttons on the iPad mini have been on the side when you hold it vertically. Now, if you are the type of user that uses it in portrait mode, it is convenient to, to just pop them here, but they have moved them to the top, which actually makes them more convenient if you're a landscape user, which Jaime yeah. sounds like you are. And I am too, especially, you know, whether it's gaming or watching videos and content. I mean, so it just kind of, this is just a tomato tomato thing for me. The yeah. placement. Some people were so mad about it and some people like to get mad just when they change things. I wasn't mad about it. I was just more, Hey, the placement does matter depending on how you use it. And that's fine. Now, um, shoot, what were you just going to, what were you just going to talk about? I forgot you, my I brain farted cause I had to, So, Oh, the dude, touch, touch ID button. Touch yes. ID. So here, here's the thing. I, because, you know, I have
1: kids uh, that are pretty, that are still pretty young. Like I, I, for me, privacy is one of my essential things. And it's mainly because of my kids. And so I love, for example, that iPhone is still one of the only platforms in iPad where notifications are not visible unless you unlock the product Mm -hmm. ever since Face ID came to town with the iPhone 10. And so I love how on this Pro, you, uh, sorry, on this mini, you still get, uh, you, you know, half press the, the power button, you get to see your notifications if you want, you long press or you long touch pretty much, and then it'll unlock I love that functionality. Like I, like for me it's frustrating. I use this thing on a plane a lot and I'm sorry. I I I do I could understand that Apple probably made like a roadmap for Face ID for like the next decade or whatever mm-hmm. just like they kept the, you know, Touch ID or 5 years or whatever it is. But dude, it's really annoying to be unlocking an iPhone in public right now if you're wearing a mask for whatever reason or on a plane. Like if I'm doing a 6-7 hour flight, I I I want to be able to unlock my product without needing to remove my mask or put a password or carry an Apple Watch, which I used to be an avid Apple Watch user until I until I went back to my Garmin. And so I, I don't want to be forced into using an Apple Watch to unlock my product. And then my Apple Watch doesn't really behave with the iPad, so that functionality doesn't exist on the iPad Pro. And so I, I think that all iPads should have Touch ID. I, I even feel iPhone should have the option for Touch ID. I don't know what's taken Apple so long to port that. So to have that on the mini is great. Uh, probably, you know, one thing, the other thing that I like is USB-C for Christ's sakes. Like, mm-hmm. my God, mm-hmm. like, like getting a lightning USB storage dongle to transfer files from from one product to another where AirDrop is not available is a nightmare, like mm-hmm. a complete nightmare. And so the change to USB-C was like thank you. Thank you for Christ's sakes. Those were other <laughs> things. Like I I a lot there are a lot of things in this iPad that are like me saying finally it was just the fact that I'm like I unlock it and then I'm like wait a second. You're telling me that this iPad has better pixel density than even the iPad Pro. But for some reason the the icons are just so crammed mm-hmm. together like why the text is so small but why? Like there's no need for uniformity on this product. If it is a niche product, I feel that it should deserve its own treatment. That's, I guess, the best way for me to put it.
0: Yeah, you know, so when you talk about just even the whole touch ID and face ID and USB-C, I mean, this iPad has pretty much everything we want on the iPhone. You know, those are two key hardware uh, aspects that, you know, Look, the iPhone 13 Pro came out and we know Apple has its roadmaps. And to me, who knows what's going on in their mind and how they want it. Clearly, they're kind of treating these devices differently because logically for the consumer, at least you would think it would make sense to equip all the hardware where it makes sense with both Face ID and Touch ID, right? Right. Give people both the options. So that would be iPhones and iPads, but that's not the case, right? Here we have Touch ID. We do have a bezel. A more than a thick enough bezel that is, I believe, yeah, about as thick as the iPad Pro's bezel, that could fit Face ID. And let's say the bill of goods, how much it costs, it would bump that up. That's, to me, knowing the general Apple user, especially this audience that has been salivating for and finally an updated modern mini hardware-wise, which this is, I think you put a Face ID sensor in there, and even if the price goes up, let's say another 50 bucks or more. I don't think it stops that audience from buying this product because I think we know people who want a mini are going to get a mini. I don't think that they're going to be like, ooh, that's a little too expensive. I don't think that's going to stop them. And so from a consistency standpoint, and sure, look, everything that you and I are talking about here is probably going to come in the next version of the (laughs) iPad mini, right? Of course. The display, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but getting ProMotion on an iPad mini, you know, once you're used to seeing at least 120 hertz on a larger display, it matters. I don't, it's nice on a phone. I don't think it, for me, it's nice to have, but it's not like as important as when I use uh, ProMotion on a tablet with a larger screen. I definitely think it makes a lot more difference for me, even on, you know, I guess the second largest screen compared to like an iPhone 13 Pro. So, you know, touch ID, face ID, my plea, because someone is listening. In the universe, <laughs> to really make it consistent on they, all their devices, They've they got listen to, do to that. you. Uh,
1: they they listen to you. I know they do. Uh, here's I the thing. What I mean. Can, let me ask you this: How yeah. much are you bothered by that that wiggle effect on the screen?
0: Um, I didn't notice it until people brought it up to me, and when I saw it, it still didn't bother me. I personally think it's highly over, like uh, it's overblown. Now, some people might disagree with me, but don't tell me that. If you never complained about it, and this and the fact of the matter is, it does this symptom does exist on other devices. Yeah, I feel like there is a point where because Apple is Apple, there's going to be a vocal community who's going to come after them over the smallest things whenever a newest product comes out. I'm not even defending them. This exists on other products. Um, I think that a lot of people who are complaining about this are people who are not buying the iPad Mini. Now there are there are a, there is a segment of the audience that has bought one is like. Oh, I'm frustrated about that. But again, if no one ever told you this, um, I'd be really curious how many people actually would have complained about it if no one told you this. Um, I here's think the, it's it, an overblown issue. Here's the That's thing. I,
1: it's not that I think that it's overblown. I think that it's like I, I'm i trying to remember any foldable that I've used that doesn't have that, for example. Um, And I'm talking $1,800 products. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) Like mm -hmm. there is like a separation. That's one thing. The second thing is how often are you scrolling your screen endlessly for it to become a problem? Thank you. Uh, Which is, (laughs) which honestly, like I, do I feel that the display on this mini is, is not the same quality as the air, for example, I don't know what it is. I kind of notice color reproduction to not be exactly the same, but I can't pinpoint what it is. And it's not a little
0: warmer-ish, maybe even? Just even if it's true tone, it feels a slightly warmer-ish? I
1: don't know know what it is. I I also feel that it could be a scaling problem. Like if you know, if you grab any Mm. user interface, uh, if if it was designed for another scale, it will just not look good. And so Mm. I saw Marquez's review where he was like, this display is not good. And I'm like, I don't think it's bad. I just feel that. it's it's underutilized. I just don't like, if I will launch any video, it'll look amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, Apple is really good about their color reproduction. It's just that, like, if you try to scale anything down and you don't adapt it correctly to the product, it just won't look good. That's just the biggest problem. And so the scaling between um, 12.9 and 11 inches is really not that much mm-hmm. uh, versus do that flip to 8.7, for example. And then you also change the form factor of the pixels. I, I feel that those things influence. But honestly, I, if I'm going to be fully honest, I don't mind the the wiggle effect I also don't feel the need for promotion. And I'll. here's the thing. I love how Apple in their iPhone 13 Pro uh, presentation, they showed that clip where it was like, you know, <laughs> it, it's variable refresh rate. And so you see it go from like 10 Hertz to 120, 120 Hertz.
0: 120,
1: yeah. And so I love that the moments where it would give you 120 Hertz was when you were flipping up or down something. And then in what you will be doing for 99.9% of the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the phone is at 10 hertz. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I get it that it looks cool while I scroll, but I'm not always scrolling. I am reading stuff. Like if it would make my experience reading something watching a video or if games were updated to actually mm-hmm, take advantage mm-hmm. of 120 hertz that makes a complete difference yes but then the, but then there's also the problem like do you like when you watch tv on a tv for example like there are certain televisions that will have this like motion grade enhanced, soap opera the soap opera effect where it looks kind of super floaty and everything dude like that. i'm sorry i don't like that yeah, i not like right 24 frame per second uh video i i love that motion blur i actually do not like the fast motion blur it looks mm-hmm. fake like if you were to watch transformers it looks i don't know it looks weird it's floaty
0: it's floaty fake it, it makes cg look even more cg i mean in all my tv reviews i literally show people in the settings where to turn that off and it, Good. it surprises me how many you know i'll go to a friend's house and i'll be like um can i do something for you and then i'll <laughs> dig in the settings i'll turn off the uh motion smoothing motion blur. And then at first they'll be like, oh, I always thought my TV looked different, but I didn't know what it was. It's so subtle, but once you turn it off, it's one of those things, not once you turn it on, once you turn it off, then you're right. like, oh, this is what my eye is normally used to seeing. I think, you know, remember, I, I believe Tom Cruise, was it wasn't a couple of years ago kind of did this campaign specifically about motion blur. It was a no big way. deal. Yeah, it was Tom aware. Cruise saying like, turn it off on your TV because this is not what movies are meant to look like. Exactly. It was it was a big deal. And even him, you know, being like, oh, this is ruining my art. Like he couldn't even kind of move the needle because most people are like, what are you talking about? My girlfriend, she looked at, you know, the new phone and I said, what's different? And she couldn't tell first. And the first thing she said was, it kind of looks um like, that TV smooth thing that you showed me. And I'm like, to exactly your point, Jaime. Exactly. So I think what's interesting is, yeah, it looks kind of nice when you scroll through icons, but 99, fine, unless you're a gamer or a digital artist who needs that better refresh rate. And if you're the type of digital artist where you can actually tell where it really does make a difference, because let's be honest, I know a lot of digital artists that will be like, 120 Hertz is going to, Help me, maybe mentally, but they've been doing, quite honestly, top tier, high level, high quality uh, digital art on these, without 120 hertz. And yes, yeah. it helps, but I don't think they're going to be like my artwork looks better no. because of this. I haven't heard oh. anyone say that or you know really tout it. But yes, mentally, sure, a better one-to-one relationship with pixel by pixel art.
1: Right, and and so. You know again, it's not that I going back to the mini, I just I don't mind these things, I don't miss these things. I just wish that the software department was like, let's give this product its own team mm-hmm. because I feel I feel that it's the perfect niche product for a lot of people. I don't think that it's the iPad for everyone, and like you said, I feel that the people that are gonna buy this mini are specific, like they want it for a specific use so. I remember back in the days of like pocket PCs, the PDAs, which is literally how we got started. It's why our our channel is called pocket. Now, dude, like for me, this would have been the perfect product as, you know, I, I used to run a team of flight dispatchers in my previous job. And so this would have been the perfect tool for them where it was not too big, not too small. It would fit your back pocket. It would have all the functionality. Like for me, If they figure out the software, for me, this is the perfect tablet. I think the only problem is we know that Apple is not going to update the software until next year. (laughs) And so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to sit here and hold my breath. I wish we got the option. And people can then choose, do you want the icons to expand or not? Because the thing about the iPad proposition goes beyond just the concept of of this being a tablet. Like for example, I'm carrying a Galaxy Z Fold 3 in my pocket and I love it Mm -hmm, to death. mm -hmm. But then if I want to read Wired Magazine on my Z Fold 3, I can't because there is no magazine application for Mm -hmm, Android. mm -hmm, There are certain things that Apple has done so well and that developers have adopted so well for the iPad that it's really hard for you to find the good value proposition and counterpart on an Android tablet. So I do love the option to have to be able to choose, you know, whether you, if you want, if you want an affordable iPad for your. You pay for three twenty nine, and now you get double the storage. Mm-hmm. But then, because of that boost to the three twenty nine iPad, it's like, oh god, it's it's really hard to justify the price difference to the mini mm. when there are things that that three twenty nine iPad does better. In the case of like, for example, the widgets, it's the fact that I get the old smart cover. It's definitely not the same display. It's not optically laminated, and so many other things. But it's one of those things where it's like, God, like I, I wish that the mini did not have. Always something that makes you think twice about it, because I feel that this should be the beloved I've had. I feel that this should be the beloved product, and not just here. Niche, here you go. We we <laughs> made a smaller one for you. Uh, it looks like the other ones, but no. I I think that the that there are so many usage scenarios for it that are better. Like we're talking with mike Fisher and David cogan They're like, do you know of any keyboards that, for the for this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you don't get it. Like. No. I wouldn't put a keyboard on this thing because I like the idea of this being like a portable little notepad that I carry. And yep. so I do have like an old keyboard that I unsnap and it fits in my back pocket and I can just put it on top whenever I need typing. But that's not the point. You want this product to be portable. And I feel that keyboards, regardless of who makes them, even if it's Apple, they're just too bulky. Like at that point, once the M1 becomes just so power efficient, you're like, then why would I want to write on an iPad? Like, you know, you get through that point where it's like, ah, like, I don't know. I think that it makes it a little complicated for this product to to sell itself because of those small little shortcomings and its price.
0: All right. Thanks again to Manly Bands for sponsoring this podcast. Manly Bands helps men find wedding bands that fit their personality and their budget with unique and stylish designs. Now you can start the process with Manly Bands by getting their Manly Ring Sizer to make sure it will fit you perfectly during work and play. Once you know your size, then comes the fun of choosing from their wide selection of materials like gold. Gold wood, antler, steel, and even dinosaur bone. You can also choose from one of Manly Band's curated collections such as the Jack Daniels Whiskey Barrel Collection. And once you've selected your band, you get free shipping worldwide, a 30-day exchange policy, and a free warranty. If you see me, you know that I'm always wearing multiple rings, and a ring is a personal thing. It can also be a fashion statement. They have all different styles of bands, and there's an awesome titanium band I like called the Chamberlain that's themed with an engraved basketball design on the outside of the ring. They have others for your favorite sports like golf or baseball or soccer. There are so many metals and woods and materials. It's just impressive. And if you like wearing rings or you want to switch up your wedding band for a little more style, this opened my eyes to just so many cool options. To get 21% off your Manly Band for a limited time, go to manlybands.com slash AppleBits. Plus, you'll get a free silicone ring. That's manlybands.com AppleBits for 21% off for a limited time. And thanks to EverlyWell for sponsoring the show as well. Take a moment to answer this question. How are you feeling today? If the answer is anything less than great, it's time to learn more and demand better for your body. Take control of your health and well-being with an at-home lab test from EverlyWell. EverlyWell offers affordable at-home lab tests that give you trusted physician-reviewed results. Choose from tests including food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, I need to try that one out, thyroid and so much more. Here's how it works. Go to everlywell.com AppleBits and choose your test. Everly Well ships your test straight to your door with everything you needed for a simple sample collection. Now, return the test to a CLIA certified lab with a prepaid shipping label. Then, your physician reviewed results and insights are sent to your device in just days. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well with their at home lab testing. I'm still waiting for my at home lab test to arrive, so I'm just really curious to see what I can learn from it and about my health. And for listeners of the show, EverlyWell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash AppleBits. That's everlywell.com slash AppleBits for 20% off your at-home lab test. You know, here's the other part of the equation that makes, you know, people getting new tablets. We know that, quite honestly, Apple has done so well with this iPad market that people just don't upgrade that often. Oh, I mean, of we, we know people that have tablets that are doing exactly what they need web surfing reading magazines watching videos four five six seven years like and legitimately you know they don't feel the need to upgrade and to your point when you talked about that 329 ipad which is honestly the value you're getting in that with everything it's, it does still supports first generation <laughs> yeah apple pencil exactly it is a ridiculous piece of hardware and yeah it doesn't have all the latest bells and whistles it doesn't have the new form factor but it doesn't matter because when you look at that for 329 uh, that, that iPad really, when you say the iPad for everyone, even that it's, might be arguably the iPad good. for everyone. Yes. It's yes.
1: Right. Good. Like, and it, I, again, and it uses the smart covers that I, that I love and adore. <laughs> and so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I think that Apple, I, I like the fact of, uh, I watched the presentation the other day of a mm-hmm. product that I can't talk about. But it actually made a point for how much the <laughs> tablet market has started to grow, like a lot. Um, and I like that because I feel you know it's it's interesting how it's 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 been ten years yesterday since Steve Jobs passed, mm-hmm. and probably one of my favorite presentations was one of was the one that he liked the least, which was the first iPad, because mm-hmm. uh, you remember the iPad was announced and he got a lot of criticism for it because I was I
0: was I was there at that you keynote. were
1: I'm gonna hate you no way.
0: Yeah. So that's okay. Keep, keep telling your story, but I'll tell you my story
1: as well. No way. Cause dude, like the moment when he talks about just how in it in intimate the internet feels mm. and everything, dude, it is so true. This feels like a notepad. It feels like an over glorified notepad that I can use as such when I want to this is I don't want to use it as a computer replacement I have my computer I don't use my iPad for those things I use my iPad like he said in the presentation as something that's better in a computer for its own things he's like it's not it doesn't it it has no reason for being if it's not better at certain things and it is
0: yeah you know so i've I've totally piggybacked and joked about how this is the most intimate computer you can have you can literally Put this on your lap, you can lie down with it, you can curl up to it, you can put it into a variety of positions. Like that is something that, and it is, let's be real. A tablet is a luxury item when you look at the entire scope of products, like phone. Someone might say, Hey, I have a phone, I have a computer, and it does everything I need. And you're right. But guess what? People that love tech were buying tablets because it does offer something in between that is like. I this sounds silly, but I've always said, like, I feel a more personal connection to my iPad because you're oh, touching yeah. the screen, you're sitting with it in different, you know, positions. And so, at that keynote that you talk about, you know, the iPad heavily criticized. I think some of the, the things, the headlines were along the lines of Apple just released a larger iPhone or a yeah. big iPod touch. Yeah. And the counter to that is, yes, <laughs> Apple just released a larger iPod touch. And so when he did the demo, he sat in that like black kind of chair Yeah. and I was watching this and you kind of, I feel like at least for me in that room, you start, first of all, maybe buying into some of the headlines and hype, like, yeah, why, why, why do I need this? Who cares? And then of course, as Steve jobs does, because you can, you know, not only is a great marketer, like he is the one person that you believed was passionate about this product and would die for these products, right? He would, if there was like, you know, a car, he would stand in front of the iPad to defend it, right? Right, And exactly. so um, you you felt that. So when he presented it in the way that he presented it, I was like, and it wasn't, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. I was like, damn, he's right. I'm going to get an yeah. iPad. And yeah. so maybe part of that is the magic of the presentation because look, you see other presentations. This is not a knock on other presenters, but I don't because these people aren't as intimately involved in like, oh, I decided on the bezel curve and the angle for this product. And that's why he loved it so much, right? He's intimately saying, no, this is my vision. And this is how I feel. I want this product to be able to translate that to a user. Well, you have someone else on stage who's who's part of the team that's been told, this is what we're making. And then they deliver that info, totally comes across differently. So that right. has been the magic and part of, you know, People do like feeling the idea of like, this is a product that Steve Jobs really did intimately evolve. I, no one has taken Apple to the heights that they have been financially like Tim Cook. No one has said, Hey, I'm a supply chain guy. Forget this whole one model thing. We're going to put out four or five models of a phone. Everyone's going to pick the one that they want and we're going to make a lot of money doing it. And people are going to still buy us our stuff. Exactly. Right. That, That is a different strategy. But I have never felt like Tim Cook was intimately involved in really. Making final decisions of the product, and you know what? He knows his strengths, he's giving that to the design team, he's giving that to the yeah. product team, but it still matters. If if really the Apple Watch was his baby, we would have felt it. I think the Apple Watch is an amazing product that Apple took a few years to really nail down, but oh, yeah. it is one of three his great successes. Yeah, three generations. Once Gen 3 came out and watch oh, yeah. OS 4, it was ready. But yeah. you know, give him credit that was under his watch. But I've you know, we've never felt like ooh, this is Tim Cook's baby. And this is his thing, and he wants us to get it. And that's the magic of SJ. But that iPad keynote, going back to it, um, and I believe it might have been the last public keynote Steve Jobs appeared at, if I recall right. No, so he I, I did actually did, 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 did iPad
1: two afterwards. And did and you have to remember two? that you have to remember that iPad two happened eleven months after iPad one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I remember when he came on stage, it's interesting. I got invited to that event and I, I believe my son got really sick and I wasn't able to make it. And I still regret it to this day because I would have been able to see Steve on his last presentation. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, I think that they were like, okay, the ideal iPad is iPad two, but we're not there yet. So we're going to launch prototype one in between. And so bear in mind when the first iPad launched, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid immediately I saw it, and then I was like, okay, but I just spent so much money on this MacBook Mm, Pro. mm, I'm mm -hmm. still paying for it. So (laughs) I'm like... Let's be real, Jaime. Let's go. Let's go, right? You're right. And so I'm like, I remember that it took me 10 months to buy my first iPad. Uh, And bear in mind, they launched the other one a month later. (laughs) But I remember getting it for the first time, and I was like, okay... I don't know what it is about this thing. It's not a better computer, but I don't think it's trying to be. Mm -hmm. That's not the point. It's not trying to be a competitor to the computer. It's trying to be another form factor, another way to approach computing. And so some people like, I'll give you an example. My sister has never owned a computer. Like my sister, she's older than me. All she mm-hmm. uses is her phone and her tablet, and her tablet is like a plus. Like sometimes, whenever she wants a bigger screen, but really, um, she doesn't care. Like for her, she can do everything she wants in her phone. And so I, I remember that that whole presentation of Steve when with Walt, where it was like, you know, computers are like trucks. There will be a time mm-hmm. where you will need them. Like there will, there will be specific utilities where you will need a truck. But I feel that, you know, tablets and phones are going to become the thing of the future. And he was right. To a certain degree, you really don't need a computer. Like the average consumer does not need a computer. because It's funny. They're like, do I need an iPad? I'm like, the question is, do you need a computer? Mm -hmm. That is the biggest question. Do you Mm -hmm. need the horsepower of a computer, if we're honest? Because really, I think that for many, for most of the things that the average consumer does, you really just need a tablet. And it's one of the things where I have to commend Tim for playing the long game, because if you remember the iPad 2 sold like crazy, but then iPad 3 with like uh, the retina display, you remember charging it for like seven hours?
0: That was. I mean, um, I've I've owned almost every iPad. Quite honestly, because I fell in love with it. But yes, same. Like, but that that iPad was
1: so bad that I remember not even getting the fourth one and not jumping until the fifth one. Um, But then here's the thing: like Apple, if you remember, the tablet market just started declining, declining, mm-hmm, declining. Mm-hmm, As mm-hmm. consumers were like, you know what? Like we kind of don't need to upgrade an iPad every year. Exactly. And and I have to commend Apple for playing the long game for being like, this is not about making money. This is not about we own the market but it's really not about that i we do f- feel that this is the future and then and then you get to see you know the progression of the a chips up until m1 and you get to see all those presentations and you get to see how m1 came to be out of a result of a4 which we mm-hmm. saw Steve present with the iphone um and the first ipad and so it's like these these guys like this is literally a 10-year plan unfolding right now in front of us. Who tells us that this was not something that Steve came up and was like, so you remember the thing, the problems that we had with the PowerPC? Okay, that worked. I feel that that's going to happen again with Intel. So I think that we should really start working on this chip business. Obviously, I won't be able to see it happen, but let's start working on it. And dude, there was a time two, three years ago where the iPad, even this mini the fourth generation yep. was more powerful than a lot of computers out yep. there if not most of them mm-hmm. and so we have silently seen this this platform become like the guinea pig for everything we eventually saw evolve in the M1 think about it i mean what's holding apple from giving us I, you know macos on an ipad at some point literally um, I'll, nothing
0: i'll tell no i'll tell you what's holding us back from that apple <laughs> Look, the iPad Pro got me excited for the iPad again, because there was a point in time where the the market had matured and you really didn't need a new iPad for like three or four, really, even like the hardcore adopter. If you look them in the mirror and say, do you really need that new iPad? No, I don't. I just buy, there is going to be that segment of population that buys every model, but it was where the iPad Pro that sparked this kind of new, like, ooh, like larger screen, more power. Awesome. But... From day one when the iPad Pro came out, I said, When are we gonna get pro apps? Like a true pro app from Apple that's integrated. I'm looking at my clock. What are we at? Five or six (laughs) years, five or six years from that? So to your point, look, I don't I think actually the Mini is an indication of sadly why we won't see macOS on any type of form of macOS on a tablet because you know, you talked about the scaling and the size. Could you imagine them making a OS that would be cramped on the iPad mini? They would, I think they would have to customize it and strip it down for the mini. But if you're going to run a tablet OS that has macOS-like stuff, Apple probably wants it to run on all of their tablets because they like that consistency. So that's why it, I love the mini. But the mini's existence kind of makes me sad because I feel like that's definitely why they will never see Mac OS or anything like it on a tablet. And that's okay. I mean, this is just my, my take on it, but I'm going to, whether we not, actually, that's okay. We're supposed to disagree. <laughs> I'm going to disagree, but, actually. I yes. think go, go. That, that
1: the fact that they added the M1 to the pro lineup, I'm like, this makes no sense. The apps are not even designed to take advantage of this RAM. So it's either one of two things. Either you're having supply chain issues because of the chip shortage, and the easiest thing for you to do was to throw the chip that you have the most of, which is the M1, because you probably didn't sell as many Macs as you wanted because you kept the old design, or or... You actually want to tinker into that RAM and give me Pro apps that will be exclusive to iPad Pros, which yes. I feel is the is the natural progression of things. There should come a point where, like, I think that Apple's mentality is great where you can run Final Cut on the cheapest Mac and on the most expensive one. That's all great. But I think that there, there should be a point where it's like, you know what? If you want the Pro Beast, it'll cost you more, but you're at least getting more. Because my biggest problem with iPad pricing is that. I I have a problem with the 12.9 iPad Pro for example because one it does nothing better than the cheapest one absolutely nothing better it'll run absolutely the same apps and two dude uh, d- uh, am, am I the only one that doesn't like that mini LED display
0: I, I I I'm not I'm not against it here hold on hold on I need to rewind for a point though even though you disagree with me about <laughs> macOS my point was We just need Pro apps, which is not macOS. Exactly. Therefore,
1: exactly. But I feel that I don't care if they don't work on the mini. Meaning, meaning, if they have to, if they they separate the line, you're right. If they have to separate the lineup, I feel that they should honor the iPad Pro for its.
0: I do too. Like, look, we'll get back to what we're talking about, but much like they finally showed us with the iPhone 13 Pro lineup, they're willing to now, after all these years. Really say, Hey, this is a phone that sure you can have if you're a consumer, but we're gonna throw some stuff at it that really finally acknowledges the word pro, right? right. Pro Res, exactly. whether you like it or not, that is a pro feature. Exactly. Uh, you know, the 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 you know, cinematic mode. I'm glad they made it available for everyone, but larger hard drive capacity of one terabyte. You know, no most people I okay, fine, people are gonna say, I'll have all the photos I want. Fair, but <laughs> Most people that are going to use one terabyte, I mean, you and I are those people, but that might be considered more of a higher end storage option, like make the pros pro, make the consumer model consumer. And yes, yeah, so I agree with you that give it, they've shown it to us in the iPhone line now, finally, yeah. let's see it more on the iPad Pro. And like, to me, the iPad Pro this year, which is... And you said hey, it basically does everything the other one does, it's souped up with the with the mini LED display. What makes me sad is, and you should never do this, but I bought the new Pro, the M1 iPad Pro, saying, boom, this has everything that I need for this to be a pro machine. They have done nothing. I use, guess what? I kept my 2018 iPad Pro around. I use those two things the same exact damn right. way. Right. It is so frustrating. Like, so what's the difference? <laughs> the, mini no, the mini led screen the mini led screen right right and then the, the and then
1: the problem so i have a very good friend who's a, a famous cartoonist here in new york and i actually i i'm gonna interview this guy at some point uh because he's like yeah i don't mind the blooming on the display i'm like wait you don't you you don't have a problem with like i can't read on that thing like if it's nighttime and i want to shift everything into dark mode do you everything- do you though
0: is that how you use your product a lot oh yeah i I read okay well then that makes sense then that makes
1: sense and so the text blooming all around the mini led i'm like how is this better than the liquid retina on the 11 inch pro and so i'm like this makes no sense like this display is not better so and we go back like it's this is clearly that apple hasn't really their software team hasn't really built the operating system to actually take advantage of this mini led because because of the blooming i'm sure that apple would have figured out how to deal with that or if not they wouldn't I have mean, strapped it on that display think well, about you it you
0: know true but mini led no matter what like looks great in some, in many situations like here's the thing i can tell the display is better for photos and videos in general but yeah, it does bloom right right like the deeper blacks make a difference but it still blooms so because i've been used to that on the tv side the blooming also, for me, obviously, when people are like, it blooms, it blooms, it definitely shows up in very specific high contrast situa- situations. But for you who reads night dark mode with white text, it's going to show up a lot. Yeah, like I- you are you are the person that it actually doesn't really help. And right. so for you, I can see why you're like, this is not better. Now for me, who does not read dark mode text with white, you know, with white characters. I think the display is better, but it's just a little better. Like it hasn't <laughs> changed my experience, which makes me frustrated because I spent a <laughs> freaking ton of money on that stupid thing. Uh, I, so, I
1: needed that Brian Tong
0: moment. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, I just can't, it's hard to, it's a hard pill to swallow for someone who loves the iPad pro line where, you know, I, I never do six month reviews later, but I'm probably going to do one on that one. Cause it's pretty frustrating actually. I, and they I, haven't done anything software wise to make me feel better about that purchase.
1: So that this iPad Pro launched in April, right? Yeah, I still have not published my review, and I haven't because <laughs> I, I I remember the first time that I started using it, and I'm like, how can I justify this product? And so I waited to WWDC, and I'm like, "What does iOS, what does iOS iPadOS 15 bring that will actually justify this M1?" You have to, which we were all
0: waiting for. We were all waiting for it, hoping,
1: hoping exactly. And so my video on on M1, I remember that I did it late, and I was like, "You don't get it. I don't understand." Like, I don't even think that Apple's presentation did this computer enough justice. This is a game changer. This computer is the future right here. And every single competitor is ages behind. Nobody's going to catch up to this for years. And so they put it on the iPad and I'm like, okay, it's still iPad OS 14. So, oh my God, let's wait to WWDC. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I remember that, you know, we were having discussions with my son on the script of this iPad mini. And he was like, no, I'm, I, I'm sure they're not going to call it a pro. I'm sure they're not because I doubt they're going to put the M1 in there. And I just, he told me, he's like, I feel that they're going to separate the lineups. It, it's just necessary because people love their iPads and they want, I I feel that there are so many people that actually want the, their iPad to be their only product. And yeah. so, I, and I even liked that presentation of Tim Cook, that whole mission and in- possible video where he actually, you know, stole the chip and put it on the pro and and his laugh. It's like, oh, I finally get the iPad that I want, but it's not because it still just does the same thing. But then think about it. If you give me pro apps on this thing and it's just exclusive for this thing, I will stop using my MacBook Air and my MacBook Uh Pro and my Uh 16 inch. This will be my only machine right here. I don't need Mac OS on this thing. I just need Final Cut Pro. And this computer can demolish it because it is a computer. It literally is more powerful than almost every Windows machine out there. So it makes no common sense. And I, I actually like the concept of the mini not being a pro, but still bringing some of the design elements for uniformity. I just need the user interface to be better. I would actually carry that thing as like my pro machine. And
0: this is like my little notepad. And that <laughs> Man, would be it. I'm on board it. with that. This would be it. I'm on board it. with that. Yeah. So... Like we said earlier, what's holding Apple back from from doing anything like we've all talked about? Apple Apple is holding back the power of the Pro. Can I can can we can we
1: talk about like why the why could it be because of the chip shortage and them being like if, th- we, if no, we make no. this if we turn this product into a beast, we're not going to be able to make enough of them.
0: Okay, okay. My man Sure. We okay. How about this? That that isn't, I'm gonna say that's a nice idea, but <laughs> don't tell me a, sh- a chip shortage is gonna stop you from putting out a great software product that complements the power that you have. Like, you're really saying, like, the software guys, like, mm, our chips are short. We shouldn't, we shouldn't go for the moon here. No, no, they, uh... they, they, they don't even have to go for the moon. Look, we're having fun here. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's the thing, you know, we are, <laughs> we are enjoying this spirited conversation, but. No, I think that iPad Pro, M1 iPad Pro, the only thing handcuffing it is Apple. The only thing handcuffing that thing is Apple. So um, I don't know if you have anything more to say about Pros, because I do want to talk about the mini a little bit since we are talking about this. You know, obviously (laughs) this evolves into so many things. Um, um, Well, how about mini price point standpoint, where it falls with the line? You kind of alluded with it. It's $499, at least for the Entry level model uh, is it six forty nine? If you bump up the source, six forty nine, which is the
1: one I got, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, the problem is I, as I mentioned, I think the price is a problem because I think that this. I'm sorry, product sorry, should, quick
0: thing. Six forty nine is for the two fifty six. For the two fifty six
1: gigs, so yeah. okay. I think that this product should not be. So it's three twenty nine for sixty four gigs on the entry level iPad. Mm-hmm. I think that this product should not cost more than four twenty nine. Like in a hundred bucks growth, or if you give me 499 fine, I'll take it, but give me 128 gigs of storage. Like, yes. why so little storage? And so that's the reason why I'm like, oh, God, yeah, but then I have to get, so the iPad is 649 because you can't survive on 64 gigs. No. Um, And you wish you had a middle ground, but there isn't. And so it's $649 plus the cover, which is almost $70, plus the Apple Pencil, which is $129. you're already talking about iPad Pro territory or iPad Air. So if you do the math of how much it costs you to buy an entry-level iPad Pro, which will give you 128 gigs of storage, you're like, oh, God. And then you just get a third-party case and call it a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The, like, the, pri- the pricing is hard. The price is hard. Cause in my review, I said, one. I said, you know, you and I are aligned with the price. I didn't say 429, but I said 449, right? You and I are basically, okay, don't make it 499. You just can't, when you look at what the 329 one has and you yeah. look at what the iPad air is, I mean, there is, there is some level of argument to say, okay, well the current iPad air versus this, this new one has an A15 chip. So it's faster. It has, uh, I believe it, does faster. it have the, it has a five. I know, I know, I know, I know. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. How, how about this? How much faster do you need because it's not being utilized to its fullest. Thanks to the Thank software you. limitations. Thank
1: you. Thank you. My goodness. And, and, the, and then tell me this, how's your battery
0: life? Uh, On the iPad mini. I mean, I obviously it's not pro level, but can I get through a day with it? I'm not doing super intense stuff. So I think it's all right, but I do. I wish it maybe had like, maybe I feel like an extra two hours of daily use juice. Yeah, I do. So That's I finish where I'm my
1: days every day at like 40%, which is not bad. It yeah. is really not bad for the kind of usage that I give yeah. it. It's not. absolutely. So I heard a lot of people complain about it. And I was wondering if you did, because for me, it's
0: not, it's not amazing, but it's not terrible either. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad at all. Quite honestly, it, it, it always comes down to usage case. How bright you like your screen. If Very you're bright. using the 5G LT. like, <laughs> honestly, I think that the, you can always do battery tests, but every user is gonna be normal. So I actually prescribe to the idea that the way you use it, you're gonna get different results than I do, but exactly. neither of us is wrong. You exactly. know? So that's people are like, Oh, you're wrong with your battery test. I'm like, Do you use my phone the way that I use my phone? You don't. So no, it's gonna it's oh, gonna yeah. be different. I love those comments where they're like, Where's your screen on time for your phone? I'm like, really?
1: Like seriously, like you that that's not a positive metric. That's not the way these products work. (laughs) Like it just doesn't work that way. Don't ask me for benchmarks. I'm not watching a video the entire day. I've got work Mm -hmm, to do. mm -hmm. So the question is, how does this product blend? Like, can can this mini be my only product? The problem is it this is this is the reason why I feel the $4.99 price tag is a problem. It's not built well enough to be that, but it's just the storage problem. I feel that if they gave me a little more storage for that money, I would be like, okay, 499 for 128 yep. gigs, I wouldn't argue. Give me 450 for You know what? Start 450 at. give me 32 gigs if you want. Just to force me to <laughs> 499 to 499. You know nobody's going to buy that entry level <laughs> one. But you, you'll justify that 499 so much better and then you give me the 256 gigs for 100 bucks more. It's just that it's so close to the other tablets and it's not I wouldn't call it a better product. The thing is, it's a niche product indeed. And so Mm -hmm. have I seen pilots use it? Yes. Have I seen pilots? It's funny this tablet has the perfect screen size for Jepsen um, yes, maps. Yes, yes. Everyone talks about that. Yeah, Everyone for talks Jepsen about maps. That. It's like perfect. Like it's exactly the size of a Jepsen map. And even the three by two aspect ratio is exactly the size of the sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, God, yeah, that's true. Like I love how they mentioned that in the presentation Then I hadn't, hadn't thought about it. And then I reached out, to a couple of my pilot friends and they were like, yeah, dude, we all have one. It's like, it's a thing. I was like, crap. I didn't know that. That's, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. And you know, Mm -hmm. so again, it is one of those niche products where, where, uh, if anything, I would have probably wanted a smaller pencil or for the placement of the pencil to be somewhere else to actually be able to hold it wide yes. without the pencil falling mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, without one... like
0: getting in the way, like, ah, I gotta move this yeah. to so open it's this.
1: Int- I put I put that in my review where it's like, like the only time you're gonna be able to hold it, just like you see in the marketing, is when you take the pencil away or when it's fallen off or when you've lost it because the magnets are not amazing either. Uh, but other than that, like I <sighs> If somebody came up to me and was like, would you recommend the mini? I would be like, what do you want to use it for? Because mm-hmm. I always think that a, that's my, always, yeah. yeah, I would I would be like, Mike, if you're on a budget, regular iPad. If you want probably the best bang for the buck iPad, I would say iPad Air. Yep. I think that agree. iPad Air is the best bang for the Sweet buck. Sweet spots. Perfect. Yeah. Modern
0: it's, and best bang for buck. Everything.
1: Right. And you've got a larger screen size. Mm-hmm. And so you can do a lot more things with it. Like, I feel that that one is a lot more like a, like a bigger notepad, like, you know, the ones we used at school. And so mm-hmm. it it's reminiscent of that. And I like that. Um, and so I think that the mini is a niche and, and therefore I feel that because of that, I, I think that Apple should really rethink this lineup from a, what can I do with it? And therefore, can I make the software better for that? I think Mm -hmm. that that's the only thing holding it back. Like, I do feel that there are a lot of people that would love it. I like it. Don't get me wrong. This is the iPad you're going to see me using, regardless of the fact that I have all of them. This is the iPad that you're going to see me using, but with my eyeglasses, which is what I hate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Eyeglasses? Are you telling me you have early access to Apple's uh, smart glasses? No, I wish. Oh, <laughs> eye gla- regular eyeglasses. I'm sorry, really? we're old. We're you really old.
1: think that Apple's good? Yeah,
0: I am. No, you, it- you, you're <laughs> never gonna look old, man. That's a that's a, that's another that's another okay. That's another conversation. So you answer my question. I'm like Jaime. We've talked about this. You seem like you're in pain at times, but <laughs> ultimately, no. This is a product that you. I know we buy many of our products. We do buy our products. But yeah. this is a product that you have decided and chosen to spend your own money and keep and use as your yeah. main tablet driver. So, all of these caveats, this is the product that fits you.
1: Oh yeah, it is. It is. So again, unless it, it's between this and the 11 inch iPad Pro, not the 12.9. Mm-hmm. It's between this and that one, uh, mainly mainly for storage or because you know I, I, oddly I do find that display to be slightly superior. Um, not necessarily 12.9 and, you know, and it's good and it's good and bad, but it's just, it's either one of those two things. But then for the average consumer, for most people, I'm like, mm-hmm. just go pick your color on the air and you're going to be a happy person. <laughs> yes, um, super happy. And, and it's that, <laughs> it's like, so if you think about it for people that consider that the iPad is going to be their only product, I would recommend the larger screen, but for people that are going to use it as a companion. And so that's what I asked them. Like, do you have a Mac? Yes. So go for the mini because it's a good companion product to the Mac Um, unless you want to use sidecar. And then it, then it just gets so complicated. It's like, which is the reason why I prefer the larger screen. I don't know how much you use sidecar, but I use it a lot.
0: So I haven't, I, you know, I do it in my reviews, but I never got used to, it never changed my behavior. Although I probably should like, you know, video editing, putting some of the tools windows over there. I probably should, but I never changed my behavior. The reason why, you know, like you say, Oh, use case and why it's always fascinating because I think the iPad is a super personal product is why am I always, why has the 12.9 inch screen been the one for me? Not sure. It's the biggest screen, but it's because I love reading comics and magazines and Ooh. the actual size is yeah. like the real thing. Like even a, an 11 inch, just a little smaller. So the text isn't so because I'm, I'm the comic book, freak and geek. That is why I've invested in the iPad Pro 12.9. And that's why I love it. And that's why I think the iPad mini is amazing, even with what we've said. But I just wouldn't buy it because I'm, I'm that big screen iPad guy. But gotcha. would I recommend it to people that it makes sense for? Even with the caveats that we've talked about? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And- I think this is a great product for the niche audience. And it can get better. And it will next year. <laughs> with face but then, id with 120 hertz
1: but then they're gonna oh, launch yeah. another one and so this one it's one of those things where it's like listen if you're banking on the fact that the software that the that the software will get better <laughs> don't hold your breath it, it doesn't work that way it, it, so it's that like if if there is like because it's because of its price it becomes it's no longer this no-brainer Impulsive buy. I think that that's what I said in, in the conclusion of my review. The problem with this tablet is that it's not an impulsive buy. It's not like when Google launched the Nexus Seven for like two hundred dollars, and I was like, "Give me four, <laughs> one for every, <laughs> one for my kids, for each of my." I was like, because it was so affordable. It was like, and and I think that that Nexus Seven was like the first entry into the seven-inch tablet, or did we get the Mini first? I don't remember which one came I first. I
0: feel like. Maybe the Nexus was before the Mini. I feel like it, right? But that thing sold like hotcakes. Yeah. I think that the Nexus yeah. Seven was first,
1: but it was it wasn't just the form factor; it was the two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the secret to it. And so, again, I think this Mini should be a hundred dollars more than the than the regular three twenty nine
0: to four twenty nine. Yeah, hundred dollars yeah, more than the entry level ninth generation iPad.
1: Right right and so once you do that then it becomes a no-brainer like why would i want the 329 when this has a and this has a far better screen The mini has a Mm -hmm. far better screen than the you you can actually tell the lack of lamination in that display like i i I
0: grab it and i'm like it's good enough but it's not mm, no it's not great (laughs) you're all you're all i'm a sophisticated ipad user i like the foofy things i like the foofy things you know the the thing about it is like Every time I feel like we talk about Apple pricing, it always comes down to why did they not do this storage capacity at this price when they could have done like, I almost feel like that is always part of the conversation. And the answer is because Apple. (laughs) Well,
1: here's the thing. If we're honest, I, I love it when people argue about Apple pricing, because I do not find Apple products to be expensive. I I think that the value proposition for what the products Mm -hmm. can do is, like, if I were to, I remember that we did this, it's it's this is a side story, but Microsoft at some point reached out and they had this project where they wanted, like, they saw every single presentation and all of us using Apple logos on our laptops. Mm -hmm. And they're they're like, what do we need (laughs) to do to get you guys to start using Windows computers? And so I'm like, okay. Okay, so I, you know, I, this is my, I paid $3,500 for the MacBook Pro that I had at the time. It's the fully maxed out variant, and I can export my videos in three minutes, and this is my workflow. So for them to find the computer that was comparable to that MacBook Pro was $5,200. And they sent me the computer, they sent me everything, and they and, and we I did the experiment of trying to survive with the Windows mm-hmm, computer for mm-hmm, six months. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just shipped it back, dude. I you know, I I feel that because of how well Apple controls the software and the whole stack and everything, like they do make the best smartwatch, they just mm-hmm. do, oh, they do make the best. Tablets, they do make the best laptops. It's it's really hard to argue with that value proposition. And so, is it expensive? I'm not saying it's cheap, but I, I it go takes me back to Steve Jobs, where he's like, "Well, we don't ship junk. Like that's that's just who we are. We don't we don't have like a netbook pricing. If anything, it's the cheap iPad, and it's still better mm-hmm.
0: than mm-hmm. most expensive tablets out there. That's just the way it is." The also the other big word that is part of what you pay for it's the e word. It's the ecosystem. It's the ecosystem, and it matters. Yeah. You know the workflow, like you talk about the <sighs> fact that I can take a video, high quality video, airdrop it to my laptop, drop it into my timeline for editing. I mean, I've done that, and people haven't even said, "Is that an iPhone video?" Okay, that no. that is important to. And again, we are a small sliver of the general audience because we're content creators that love tech. Let's not you know pretend like everyone does exactly what we do, but. The reason why we're using this and we're so invested in the ecosystem is because of something like that, which makes our work easier at a high quality and better. I mean, I can't do that in another ecosystem as efficiently at all. And guess what? I'm going to take what's most efficient. And as it so happens, not only is it Apple, it's also elegant and it ties to other right. devices in the ecosystem. So, you know, you do pay for that, quite honestly. I, I agree. I totally agree with that assessment. Okay, Jaime. Um, I... <laughs> I mean, we're going to be here for another two hours if we don't stop. So <laughs> I'm going to have you on back again. This was awesome to talk about the iPad mini. Um, in in my own terms, Jaime, is the iPad mini a good Apple, a bad Apple, or a meh Apple, or okay Apple, or a good Apple if it's your Apple? what What is it for you? It's a good Apple that
1: could be better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I. Yeah. It's it's not the best Apple. I guess is the best way to say it. I think it's good. <laughs> it's a good product. It's just not a great product. I guess is the best way to say it. And they and the thing is, it's an Apple hands to make it better. I don't think that they need to change the form factor. They can keep this form factor for another two three years. Just give me a better version of iPad OS for it. Something designed for it, and that that would be perfect. That
0: would be me. That re- doesn't require you to wear. Eyeglasses. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jaime, can you just remind people and tell them again where they can find your great content um, so we can get some people looking at your awesome stuff?
1: No, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a, you know, at Pocket Now, where you can see me on Instagram posting about running on, at Jaime Rivera. That that would be me.
0: There we go. All right, Jaime, thank you so much again. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. And uh, I, I feel like there's some more Apple products coming down the pipeline. So, of course. Of yeah, course. we're, we're, we're going to be busy and amongst other. Uh, tech products. It's October, baby.
1: (laughs) I know, man. Appreciate the invite. Thanks so much, man. All right, cool. We'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, so there you go. Jaime and myself, iPad Mini, where do you stand with this thing? I'm curious how many of you actually ended up getting it. I, I think there's a love for it, but it does. It's really in a tricky spot when you talk about price and where it falls within the line. I would tell most people to go for an iPad Air unless you just gotta have the iPad Mini form factor. So, Love to hear from you. AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. Just record that voice memo and send it along. All right, we got to give big thanks to our Platinum Apple supporters at the $100 Platinum Apple level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley freighter Jarrett Luce, and Atari Konigseg. Thank you all for your support. Thank you all of you who are supporting in any way that you can. Uh, I'm so grateful, and it's just amazing that you continue to allow me to do this. So we have the iPad mini. I'm sure that maybe... There might be something about an Apple Watch coming up in the next week for another show to kind of break it down. So uh, I think you should stay tuned for that. It might be a good idea. All right, everybody. That's going to do it for this week. Take care. Thanks so much for hanging out, and we'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.